News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. There have been Russian warships, warships and auxiliary vessels gathered off the coast of Ireland in the past week and their presence has triggered surveillance uh, involving Irish Naval Service and UK's Royal Navy and Declan Power Security and Defence Analyst and Columnist with the Sunday Times joins us on this. Declan, you heard some of what we were saying there. First of all, before we get into neutrality or anything else, just tell us what has been happening off the coast of Ireland. Well, Kira, briefly, uh, a number of Russian vessels, naval vessels, were detected manoeuvring into the the exclusive economic zone controlled by Ireland, so Irish-controlled waters. Um, That in itself wasn't so unusual. It was the fact that a number of them peeled away and uh, appeared to loiter in the area. And this is of concern because of the undersea cables yeah. that are in that general vicinity as well. So uh, an Irish naval vessel was deployed to monitor the uh, the, the um, George Bernard Shaw. Uh, now, we were extremely lucky that the state was in a position to do that, given the manpower shortages and technology shortages uh, that our services are dealing with, particularly the naval service. But the the curious thing here was that it appeared to be a replenishment operation of some sort, which is a normal enough activity for a military force at sea, a naval force at sea, where they refuel while at sea. And in in the Russians' case in particular, because it's not like they're going to be allowed into any um, Western European port to to refuel. However, they turned off their uh, automatic identification sensors, which is the equivalent of an aircraft turning off. So they went dark, and that in itself is unusual. Will you just explain to people the importance of, of those undersea cables that they were loitering, as you say, next to? Well, these cables, have they are responsible for a huge amount of commercial and other traffic between uh, the United States and Europe. Uh, the damage to them would interfere with internet traffic uh, of a personal nature, of a national nature, international nature and uh, international commercial nature. Um, the other aspect of this is that it is known that since the war in Ukraine, the Russians have been targeting and mapping Uh, external installations of that nature, undersea cables, wind farms, uh, anything of that nature that would be difficult to protect, not just uh, in the Irish area. So where this is a real issue is, what were they doing? It's not like they're likely to launch an attack at any time. I don't think that's the case myself and many others don't either. But it's that they're seeking to see where the weak points are, the wobble spots within European security. We, we can't fully, though, Declan, is a correct rule, because obviously the Nord Stream pipeline, it, it was targeted and the Russians had been in the area a number of days before that happened. No one knows exactly what happened to that pipeline, but nonetheless, there is a suspicion that Russia was involved. Absolutely. No, and you're quite right. I, and I wouldn't, uh, I'm not saying that we should rule it out, but uh, I think in how we look at this, we need to look at it in a much rounder way. Similarly to the discussion yourself. Uh, well, I wanted to move on. The, the, the neutrality, I mean, I read with great interest what, what, what you yourself wrote. Uh, countries cannot choose whether or not to be in conflict with Russia. If Russia chooses you as a target, as they have already done with Ireland, the softer the target you make yourself, the harder they will go in. I would suggest that we think our neutrality is a shield, Declan, but it's anything but. Well, I, I agree. I agree with your sentiments there earlier in terms of the, the kind of childish sort of uh, immature approach we've had. But the the thing about it is there's a thing a defence theory called provocative weakness. And part of the reason that we get the Russian attention, whether it's in the air or the sea or whatever, is because we are that juicy, provocative target. We're a wobble spot. We don't, it's not, I'm not suggesting, I don't think anybody is, that we need to run off out to join NATO or anything like that. What we need to do is have proper coordination and cooperation arrangements that suit us. 
uh, and design them ourselves. Okay. In order to alleviate uh, attention of that nature, um, the, the article that uh, you referred to there by Connor in the Irish Times, is a, it's kind of an extension of what myself and John Mooney were writing about yesterday in the Sunday Times. Uh, we were looking at it from a very specific point of view, but that uh, agreement, it's... I remember the first time I heard it talked, I've known about it for some time, but it was talked about in public at the Slandall Security Conference that Jerry Waldron organized back in 2019. So it was everybody within that sphere, both national and international, was talking about this, okay. uh, except the, the Just, official state. Sorry, go ahead. No, I want to ask you two things briefly before you go. The front of the Irish Times sure. this morning, secret deal allows the RAF to defend Irish skies. We, we know that that goes on. I'm, it's pretty much an open secret, I would suggest. Um, what, what, what is your view on the fact that we are, I suppose, beholden to the UK to protect us? I wouldn't use the word beholden. Yes, uh, we do have an agreement with them. It makes total sense. I mean, one thing Ireland lo- learned when it joined the European Union was that shared pool sovereignty arrangements suit us, whether it's in the commercial, social or other arena. Uh, that's what the European Union did when it drew up the PESCO arrangement, allowed for clusters of states to cooperate on mutually uh, relevant issues and allowed for that uh, to include third states, which the UK is now yeah. uh, because it's outside the European Union. We will never have the level of uh, ability as the RAF have to do this. They have 100 years of corporate memory in running fighter command. And uh, if we bought a squadron of jets in the morning, we could train up the pilots, but it would take about 10 years before we would have the command and control systems to run a fighter command. And if, if anything, it would always be substandard. So okay. we spend a load of money on something to uh, just you know, wave the flag, so to speak. It'd be much more mature okay. to, have, uh, to and continue the agreement where we're in, in control absolutely. of what And very Irish lastly, States. if we were to try and, and defend ourselves and, and, and have a, a, you know, an Irish Air Force with capabilities that could defend us or enable, are we talking billions? What are we talking? Do you have any idea of, of what that would cost us for, for a squadron of jets or, or, or a fleet of proper warships? Yeah, well, you are. You are talking into that. Now, I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't uh, do that full stop. We could work towards it. But the thing is, you want to. it, it all depends on how you want to spend your money, what kind of aircraft, what kind of uh, replenishment and uh, repair systems and maintenance systems you get into play, okay. as well as the training as well. So a lot would have to be looked at. And I would say we should continue the arrangements and think about how we might develop our own bespoke arrangements uh, over the years to come. It's not some You couldn't develop an Air Force overnight, no matter oh, how much sure. money you threw it. Look, Declan, thank you for speaking to us this morning. We appreciate it. That is Declan Power there, security and defence analyst and columnist with the Sunday. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.